Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one ding minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we have a guest today, a gentleman who's vacationed with the six-fingered man and lived to tell the tale, Steve Lasto of X Minutes Podcast and The Princess Bride Minute. Hi there. Howdy. Hey. <laughs> fancy meeting you here. <laughs> fancy. So, so fancy. <laughs> Yeah, so so great to have you, and um, you are one of our um, enthusiastic Movies by Minutes co-hosts that really wanted to be on here because of this movie. So we're really glad to have a, a fan um, come and, and gush and converse, and especially for these crazy, crazy, crazy minutes we got going here. Well, I'm happy to be here. I was um, thrilled when I saw the you selected this movie. I think it's a a great movie. I think if I were if I were single, I'd show this to every girl I met. If I, you know, if I was meeting new people, I would be like, this is the movie you've got to see. This is a this is a great, wonderful movie. Awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I did show it to my wife, so I will still show it to you even if I'm married. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I like Good it how know. it's your your vetting process for potential mates though. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it, it, it is one of the few movies that I actually own outright at this point. So. Oh, wow. What else makes that illustrious list? Uh, not much. The star Wars movies. I still have a copy of the warriors, uh, the princess bride. I seem to now own digital copies of most of the X-Men movies. Mm. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Sadly, I threw out the old DVDs like six months before we started the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Molly, yeah, why don't you why don't you set us up here for this uh this blood <laughs> this bloody minute? Get into the main event. So yeah. in today's episode, we are covering minute 76 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, Dana and Marty truly get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bam. <laughs> So, yeah, um, is this the third time that we hear this quote in the movie? This is like one of the quotes from the movie is let's let's get this party started. Yeah, I believe this is the the third time. Third time's a charm. Who who else says it and when? So earlier on when the um, kids are getting ready to like tap the keg and start yeah. dancing around, then... And they say it, but just before that, the control room says it. So it's kind of a, they're sort of echoing each other. Nice. Yeah. So this is like a, a running theme of the, of the movie is the, let's get this party started. But I think this is the most epic party of all right here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love when movies explode like this. Uh, mm. It doesn't happen often enough. But since the movie is doing one thing and then it just goes a totally – well, it's the same direction in this case. But it just uh, goes batshit. And yeah. um, Dawn, of, Dawn of the Dead does it really well too. The first Dawn of the – it's not Dawn of the – is Dawn of the Dead with Qu the Quentin Tarantino movie? Quentin uh, Tarantino. With um, Robert Rodriguez. Oh, that's um, – that's 
Oh my god. I had this. I, 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 oh, 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 from yeah, yeah, yeah. From dusk dusk till dawn. 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 Yeah. yeah, from dusk, from dusk till dawn, dawn does the same thing. Like they're sitting there. They the movie sort of worked its way through. They end up at that bar, and then all of a sudden, batshit crazy. Love it. Right. Love right. it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a good one for that. Yeah, they really, they really, uh, you know, I almost want to say all of a sudden it just, it goes to 11, but I can't yep. not say <laughs> <it>. No. <laughs> but yeah, so, so just to kind of uh, make sure everybody out there knows what's going on in case you're not just watching what, minute by minute like we are, Marty and Dana are, are in that little kind of mini control room and Dana has observed that the um, that there seems to be a purge button, a big red shiny purge button and a little like switch that's only I guess it's, you know, um, it's got like a little security covering over it. So it looks like she has to flip that up and flip the switch. And she seems to know how to do it already. It's like she's she seems really aware of what's going to happen. Doesn't it seem like she knows, like she's looking around at the monitors and seeing all the creatures and kind of figuring out like, I think if I flip this thing up and switch this and bam, hit this big purge button, I I think I know what's going to happen. Yeah. She has a real intuition for it. Uh, I'm very impressed that, uh, (laughs) I mean, for one, I mean, and we kind of talked about this before, but it, it is kind of ridiculous to have a purge system control panel just not not so much protected not in a special room just kind of like you know in a room at the end of the hall next to the elevators just because you know for convenience so yeah i'm impressed that you know they also have just that little that little window covering the smaller button just just for safety obviously and (laughs) she just yeah she just knows how to deal with it i think myself and i just i think i probably would have freaked out and and just pressed all the buttons and not really gotten it right away so she she does handle her her way around a purge button real well here yeah i any comments about what we see just on the little screens beforehand it looks like we see a little glimpse of fornicus we get those kkk guys maybe some the guys in the orange jumpsuit i was they i guess they're like um maybe i think we were kind of talking maybe arkham asylum type people or i don't know steve how how much did you get to figure out any of the creatures we're seeing i didn't go too deep into each and every one um i do i do love fornicus in particular though mm-hmm. um <laughs> he, he he's like a, he's like a better version <laughs> of pinhead um yeah. the upper right hand corner have you guys read um sandman at all by Neil Gaiman? No, I have not read that. Um, have you, Molly? I'm familiar with it, but I haven't read it. I, not not thoroughly. I've read well, some of it. Well, you both should. But the upper upper right hand corner, it looks like the Spider Women to me. Oh, okay. Um, who come somewhere out of the spy, the, the Sandman universe, but I forget where at this point. Um, okay, cool. Mm. The the orange jumpsuit people do nothing for me. I'm going to go with Cropsy, Cropsy and friends from my childhood summer camp. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let's make it personal. <laughs> so, yeah. So she and then she says, let's get this party started, as we've said. And she hits that purge button. And at this point, we've got, you know, again, these all the um, security guys in the middle of that room. And, it, and at first, we you know they were trying to get to Marty and Dana and they were shooting at the the um 
window. That's just so funny. I almost said, do you call it a window when it's indoors? <laughs> like it's a, it's glass. It's a glass. But of course, it's still a window. You're still looking at it. I was yeah, like a little totally. bit of a brain yeah, yeah. fart there. <laughs> you, can, you can call it the viewport. Yes, the viewport. I love it. Wow. That's so chic. <laughs> so one thing I really liked about these minutes that I saw was you have lots of buttons and lots of control panels and things like that. And I, I feel like with like the rise of CGI, a lot of these guys that are doing visual effects, stuff like that, just really put their 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 love and their heart into the control panels and the big red buttons and little toggle switches and all of that. Which are just so much yeah. fun mm-hmm. to watch. I don't know why that is. There's so much fun to watch people just pound on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very totally. satisfying. Like you, I think you, there's a sense memory in your hand of like, this is something I could do. You know, I could switch this and touch that and make something happen. Do you think if there are any like 20 year old minute by minute podcasters that are all going, what the hell is it with these giant buttons and all this? Why can't we just press it? <laughs> you know, I got, I got, I got a surf, I got a surface here that I haven't touched a keyboard in three months. I mean, <laughs> I wonder if it's really frustrating to the, not the millennials, whatever comes after the millennials, the brats, yeah. the brats, the, the swipeies, <laughs> you know, they're just, everything's a swipe. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sciencey, touchscreeny. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there's some great sound design in these the, these minutes too. In this one, I really like the way they've, you know, once the purge button is hit, then um, the security guys, the lead guy, puts up his arm in that kind of like, okay, everybody stop, you know, stop shooting, and we get the realization from all of them and what you hear here is that the all those cubes are like behind the scenes queuing up to be in front of all of these elevators and i love that they just take a little moment that you just hear this kind of click 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 and kind of they're all clicking together and the guys are all kind of looking around and taking it in and then one of them's like oh shit <laughs> and ding <laughs> and then the chaos ensues mm-hmm. and one thing that i wanted to to say and i love that the all the lights go on you know above the elevator because we all know what that is right like this is a familiar type of environment. Like we've all been most likely at a hotel or something where there's a bank of elevators, you know, maybe not this many elevators, but where the lights are. And and so it feels kind of like those, it feels familiar-ish. And and I I just think it's, I don't know, it's just another place that that makes it a little bit funny. Mm Mm-hmm. I love how these guys are inherently scary and, and SWAT always looks really scary because they've got their faces covered and there's something, you know, kind of like Terminator killing machine when you can't see facial affect. So I love the shift of these guys being, you know, monsters a couple of minutes ago and the break of humanity with this guy being like, Oh shit, that there is really a human person inside of there. And and he knows he's screwed in a big fucking way. (laughs) And I love the break of this moment to see here's here's big and bad and 
like a, a unified force and to see such variants in all of these creatures just come and just mop the floor with them. To is be really honest with you, they, they, they don't look like they're even remotely prepared for what's to come. They are scattered all over the place, looking in every direction. <laughs> this is yeah. the worst trained bunch of elite commandos working for an old god that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I agree. I wonder like how many of them, like we know Truman, this appears to be his first day at his post. It kind of feels like for some of these guys, it might be their first day too. I love. I wonder if he was just promoted out of this group this year, and he's so maybe he's clearly just finding finding things out for the first time. I mean, he's finding nothing out really, but you know, he's right. you know. I wonder if like these guys, they do this tour for um, however many years they do this tour, and then if they're lucky, they get kicked upstairs to the control room or some other sort of you know upper level security job. But it, you know, right now they know nothing. You know, or maybe they know just, yeah. just a little because they don't have to be scared, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the question, too, is like if if thing I mean, assuming that this purge is not something that has maybe ever happened before, it's like one of those jobs where you're being prepared for the worst, but may never have to, you know, in all your months or years of working it ever really had to do much, you know, like you're just kind of standing around almost like a bouncer, you know, just sort of, or, you know, like the hall monitor for most of the time, right? And so you're just not prepared to, for this level of, of action. Is, is there a cabin in the woods? Um, is there like an EU, some comic books, that kind of stuff? Like, has there been anything? I, you know what? I'll just feign total ignorance. I haven't looked, I haven't looked up that, you know, we've looked at like wikis and, you know, conversations online, but I haven't looked up what else is available as far as stories. How about you, Molly? Have you? Uh, my understanding, there's a novel. There was a novelization based off the movie. Yeah, We've come across that, but I, I haven't, I haven't read the novel. So somewhat similar to the Princess Bride, and that there's not a, whatever's out there. There's not a ton of it, and it's not super prominent. Yeah, right. It's not like Buffy, where there was a subsequent couple of seasons that were delivered via comic book. So yeah, so this is kind of like what you got is what you yeah, got. Yeah, I, I um with with the Princess Bride, I often went into the fan fiction hole. It's a dangerous place. I'm not sure I can recommend it to you. <laughs> but but I, I, I'll tell you what. Actually, if you wanna if you wanna kill some time in an episode, the fan fiction hole is not the worst place to go. Cool. You know, I, until I, you I'd be depends. willing. That <laughs> depends, man. <laughs> until you've shipped Andre the Giant and oh, let's say Humperdinck, you haven't done anything. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see how that goes in interesting places. Definitely. <laughs> it's a scary um, it's a scary lot. <laughs> I yeah, so I had fun during this little ding moment here, hitting pause a bunch and just kind of taking in the different creatures as they came in. And the first thing that I noticed that I had never really noticed before was that right out of Right out of the gate, as the creatures, as the doors open, there's a, um, that tree, that like cr big, huge, creepy tree. And it, oh, the molesting tree. The molesting yeah. tree, it, it reaches out, grabs a, pulls it back in, pulls the guy back into the elevator. And then that, for the rest of the scene, that elevator is just hemorrhaging fountains of blood. <laughs> 
<laughs> like as if the guy himself was just like bursting with three times as or ten times as much blood as a human would have. It's really a funny thing to just look at that one one spot. And then I really like too on the opposite side, the werewolf just leaps out. I mean he lunges. Almost like he's flying right out of an elevator. Uh, it's really great. And then I just quickly went through and tried to type it down all the ones I saw. So there's the werewolf. There's the huge, you know, snake who's CGI. There's the robot or it's sometimes people had called it the like the scorpion robot or killbot. Mm. And there's a flying witch. And there's a demon, the the bat, of course, there's like a flying demon. And then the witch at a certain point, it when it's lifting somebody up, it's like pulling his soul out, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that is, mm-hmm. that is neat. You see it at like 37 seconds or so. Yeah. And then that demon guy is like pulling somebody up in the background and somebody, some other thing is like hanging on to the guy underneath him. I can't quite tell what that guy is. He's like, oh, they're the dismemberment oh, goblins. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are Drew's favorite. <laughs> I like how the werewolf takes a second to have like sort of a hero shot around 42 seconds into the minute. It sort of stands <laughs> like, got this. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think of the robot guy? Are you are you into that? It, it's I, I like that it's sort of random. It has that sort of cantina feel where they just oh throw this, throw this creepy robot in there, but he also seems a little mm-hmm. inorganic compared to everything else, or in you know not um, you know mm-hmm. not 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 flesh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It reminds me because my husband likes to watch those robot wars. Shows, oh, that's good. You know mm. so. <laughs> You know, for the people who are making those robot wars where the robots are only ever fighting other robots, what would it look like if one of those things was let out onto uh, real flesh? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of a battle droid look to him, but I mean, I'm not seeing him that well in this clip. But the scorpion battle droid sort of mixes what I'm seeing. Yeah, 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 totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a pretty unique creature in comparison to everything else being like you're saying so organic or demonic in nature i mean i think the you know and we we get a little bit more of them later what i really love specifically about the the creatures here is they just have such a song in their heart about what they're doing (laughs) how lovely (laughs) they're just really they're really joyful they're really happy and they're not you know, they're not upset. They're not, I mean, except for like a wraith, which we're going to see in a little bit, but everybody seems really joyful and really like stoked to be doing what they're doing and to be out. And the dismembering goblins are like, yay, you know, they're just having a good time. And that's kind of uh bittersweet, you know, it's a little, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate that. If you're going to be homicidal, you might as well enjoy yourself. So you in know? all fairness, they are the victims here. They've been held in a, in a small prison, treated unjustly. I mean, I, I feel they've they've earned the right to this rampage. Totally. I agree. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. speaking of those dismemberment goblins, you know, anybody re-watching this, just do yourself a favor and keep your eye on that action in the back of the scene. You know, it's straight in the middle back wall there because the one is flying in the air. The other one grabs the bottom half of this guy's body that they're holding. And then the one up, 
the one that's flying starts swirling the body and they, they do dismember the body pulls apart at the at the legs so the legs are pulled off and then he's swirling and swirling and blood is flowing out of him and then the goblin lets go and he just flies right at the camera like that's how the camera is darkened by the end of this part of the scene right at second 44 it's it's darkened by that body <laughs> it's a nice solid thud too mm -hmm. yeah that's a good working relationship you know i wonder if they were in the same you know cube together that maybe they've been just longing for each other and to do this for so long maybe they were separated and they've just been really lonely and this is like the first time they've gotten back together and they're like oh my god if we had we just had to have faith and we would get out and we could be together again and we could just go on a rampage so i feel really happy for them <laughs> no, the snake does. It. He's a good. I think this is a good, a pretty good digital snake. Like he really swallows up that guy well. And and I feel like later on we'll see a, a couple of digital things that don't work quite as well. But I think I think he's like color matched and you know blends into the that you know the scene really pretty seamlessly. I feel like it's hard to do a good CGI snake. I think we've seen a lot of shitty shitty cgi snakes in our days i mean if you really think about it if you like look i don't know if you guys watch like hercules or xena back in the day but we've <laughs> sat through i've sat through i must say myself personally i've sat through a lot of bad cgi snakes and i feel like this is the this is the next level this truly is their king cobra He's doing I, a good I feel job. like they definitely went out of their way to 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 build the snake up. Like the snake was where they where they where they they spent some money and really gave him some meaty moments here in these few minutes he he really gets in the foreground in the way not so many of the the more esoteric monsters do. Yeah. Like the little robot guy for instance or the or what do you call them the 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 goblins? Dismemberment goblins? The dismemberment goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are the goblins I'm referring to. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I I, 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 I I sort of love how the snake steal, steals the scene a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my expectations for CGI are, are, are somewhat so low that I don't really care whether it looks good or bad. It's not the kind of thing I look at. Mm. But but I, I think he, he gets a little bit of character with just these few seconds of screen time here and there and everywhere. Yeah. And what I noticed, too, I totally agree. I, what I noticed, too, here right at the end before the splat is, is and we can't see anything, is that we get a little a cue as to what we're going to see in the next minute or next moment when we check back into this room, because as all of these guys are getting devoured and the blood is pouring out and swirling and twirling about, you get to see what looks like the the more generic zombies start to come out of one of the elevators and start to feast on the the pile of bodies that's happening here. I like how they're generic. <laughs> <laughs> they're generic zombies. Well, because we had the, you know, we had the redneck torture family mm -hmm. zombies with the Buckners. So yeah, I had um, zombies and then I had parentheticals proper <laughs> in my notes. Ah. Cause they're the, they're the, they're like the real, they're like the for reals deal. But yeah, you're right. They're, they're the standard issue zombies that we've come to know and love and they have their own little special spot here. <laughs> So, yeah, anything else about this particular section before we're going to move on after uh, after the the camera is darkened? Uh, nothing for me. Nope. 
Good to go. I guess the only thing I'd say is that I'll point out that the camera is darkened. So the way that we are watching this, I guess we're watching this. Is this us looking through the, what I called earlier, was it a window? <laughs> the window glass? Mm-hmm. That what is that like, are we at the POV of Dana here? It's certainly the same perspective. Yeah. And we're basically Dana and Marty, you know, staring out that window, huddling underneath the control panel or in back of the control panel. Yeah. Yeah, because we're seeing like blood splattering on the glass. And as these moments move on, it's like becoming more and more of a degraded scene because, yeah, it's getting more gloppy and sloppy. So, yeah. So then there's a, a, a scene change and we're we're getting like those kind of classic like lights flashing, you know, and there's like a second team running through and they're getting, you're seeing the tail end (laughs) literally of the snake and uh, (laughs) dismemberment goblins are there too, flying through an office alley. (laughs) What do you call it? A hallway. And, uh, Oh, I like an office alley, though, that kind of like spices it up a little bit. And they're on to the administration section. (laughs) What do we think is through that administration door now? Do we think if they go in there, they're in the control room? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a separate admin section, but we don't know the exact, like, dimensions of this whole thing. Like, we don't have a full-on... Um, look at what the entire place is set up to be. But I, I would say it looks like, yeah, they could be going to admin and then maybe beyond that. Maybe they're making their way to the control room. What do you think, Molly? Yeah, I feel like there's wings here. So I don't know that we have a really great understanding of where the control room is in context with all these other wings. But I did see a flash of a sign that said engineering. So I think maybe they were maybe leaving the engineering wing and now entering into a portion that's administration. These guys seem pretty brave, this team. I mean, they're they're actually pursuing the giant snake. Right. You know, they're, they're running towards yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Although, I just say that I wonder then when they do, so that it does look like they're running towards the snake but then i'm wondering if then they take a left-hand turn because then we see them and they've come across those zombies and the zombies are in in the middle of the um bay of the elevators and that that what they referred to uh the set designers referred to the white room is now the red room (laughs) oh did they reuse that white room thing excellent (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that was an angel thing, wasn't oh, it? Oh, <laughs> was it? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch I enough so. angel. Like I I watched a few episodes smattering here and there. Oh, okay. Well, it was there. I think there was definitely a white room in the basement of um, whatever the law firm was called. Do I have? No. Wolfram yeah, and, Wolf and Hart. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Isn't, um, isn't, uh, she-Hulk part of that crew, <laughs> according to your podcast that I listened to earlier to today. Do you remember you guys? Wait, what somebody, did we put She-Hulk in? <laughs> you guys were talking about on um our on X Minute talking about um how everybody works together and like goes to to hire an attorney. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got a real problem with this. Everybody keeps hiring Matt Murdock. Nobody hires Jennifer right. Walters. 
And Jennifer Walters, ladies, I should have to tell you, first of all, you know, we live in an era where, where, you know, there are some fantastic, high-powered lady attorneys. Jennifer Walters is one of the best attorneys I've ever seen in action. That's, that's the She-Hulk's um, um, civilian name, whatever, real name. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and I hope, I hope, I hope Drew, Drew Goddard apparently has done some dare, done a lot of the Daredevil and Defender stuff. Drew, if you're listening, Matt Murdock isn't the only attorney in the Marvel universe. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man! There is a great episode. There's a, one of the best Marvel graphic novels is the one where Jennifer Walters exits a, exits a shield helicarrier covered in cockroaches and goes back to practicing wow. law. That's your lawyer. <laughs> Fuck Matt Murdock. Mm. <laughs> Jonathan, if you're listening to this, this is you holding me back for your coming through right now. <laughs> we, we were not explicit on 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 uh, Prince. Right. <laughs> Sorry, too too meta. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> i love that that's amazing oh yeah getting back to this minute we really just end with the the guys uh, there's a couple of uh of these security guys mouths agape just kind of taking in what was the white room and it's now this gory mess and uh it's um filled filled to the hilt with blood and then there's some just i can't can't describe it any different than these zombies just feasting, feasting on the, these dismembered bodies. Mm -hmm. You also get a nice shot of the control room, which is now basically um, caked with blood. There's no seeing that glass whatsoever anymore. True. This mm -hmm. is a cute scene, though. I, I think this is a little more in the next minute, but this is this is this is <laughs> so, some people like puppies. Some people like kittens. This is cute to me. You've got to respect me as a person, yeah. okay, guys? Um, <laughs> no, this is. I think it's this adorable small world sort of sort of stuff because, like, you know, you usually don't get to see zombies quite in this, you know, fresh and intimate setting. It's usually a little bit more like, you know, they the dead mm. have been dead. They've been eating the dead for a week. This is this is beautiful. It's fresh. And, <laughs> you know. No, I love it. I. I this is love what it's it. all about. I'm totally on board for the cuteness of this. <laughs> These are the most adorable zombies you will ever set your eyes on. Now I just wish they had like, like pigtails or something, you know, something real cute. I'm sure they've got a pigtail zombie running around here somewhere. In all seriousness, um, while I love everything about this movie up until, I guess, minute 75 or so, the 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 Whedon-esque part of the Whedon-esque ishness of it, I guess. Is, how do you how do you conjugate Whedon-esque? Whatever, the Joss Whedon-ishness, the Whedon-esque ishness <laughs> of it, the what what Drew Goddard always brought to a a Joss Whedon show and what he brought to Lost things like that. I I think that's I think that's all so much fun and so wonderful. But this sort of batshit crazy going off the rails stuff is to me really takes this movie from being a fun horror movie, a fun character driven horror movie to something totally different you know something totally off off the walls and and mm. unique and, and and fun and great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i think they had to do this i think they had to really flip it on its head and i think they had to give the people what they wanted because i think up until this point there was a lot of tension but there wasn't that real sweet revenge that we really needed 
to feel good about ourselves because these guys have just the the scooby gang has just been rained on so hard this whole movie but to like flip it and then just rain holy terror on the control room just feels so damn good just deep deep down inside feels when, so good when you guys you know? watch this movie for the first time do you did you see this coming because I, I i didn't and i'm horrible about things like that no. so i mean i'm not a great judge but um you didn't see it coming no. at all not to no, not like this. No, I, I remember a, a just giant it feeling happening. like so satisfying and such an awesome reveal because there can be a bit of a fatigue with and I mean, they're kind of playing around with that idea with this movie, like a bit of a fatigue of like, OK, so we've got our we've got our kids and they're doing their thing. And then, oh, OK, here's something a little bit different. We've got this control room and these guys and oh, OK, so that's that's cool and different. But then this was like the extra the the bloody cherry on top of the whole thing, having it ramp up so hugely right here at the, the tail end of the movie. So, yeah, I, I just was absolutely delighted by where it went. Mm-hmm. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> We've got Steve here all week. And uh, so now that we're just ending this minute on this cute little scene of zombies having a adorable. adorable zombies having a little <laughs> afternoon snack, let's uh, let's break it off and then we'll um, catch everybody back on Wednesday. Is there anything else about this minute you guys wanted to comment on? Okay. Adorable. So... <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of <laughs> and, and support She-Hulk. She-Hulk and adorable. Cool. I love it. Yes. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Steve, why don't you let people know what it is you are up to and where where everybody can find all your goodness? Sure. Um, let's see. So currently I am recording X Minutes with um, Thomas Howarth and Jerry O'Brien. You can find us. You can find all the links to everything at xminutespodcast.com. We're basically going over the X-Men movies one scene at a time. Uh, we just launched a few weeks ago, so we're, we're getting up steam. But um, I think our third episode dropped today. Uh, Rogue is on the screen and if you like the x-men come check us yeah, out it's really great i'm loving Woo. it i'm listening i i the only episode i haven't listened to yet is you guys did a special extra black panther one and i haven't listened just because i haven't i haven't watched it yet we're going to see it tonight so yeah yeah oh oh really oh wow yeah that's a um that's an ex- Black Panther's a, a, a an experience. I think you're going to really enjoy it. So yeah, thank you for joining us, Steve, and bringing the She Hulk <laughs> She Hulk awareness is always. Uh, ed- <laughs> you know, I appreciate getting educated on stuff like this. And uh, one of my close and dear friends, that's one of her favorite Halloween costumes. And she's she's quite a, a goddess of a woman. She's a, a a little bit taller than your average lady. So he she makes a wonderful She-Hulk. And it's one of my favorite costumes. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me, I went as Buffy one Halloween. Oh, nice. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm not sharing a picture oh, with you if I can do it That would be so awesome. Oh. I, I, am a, I am a remarkably ugly model. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll just have to write my own fanfic about that. If you're not going to share a picture. (laughs) The the only lower place to me finding the zombies cute was that. Welcome welcome to the bottom. (laughs) And on that note, um, you can find us cabinminutecast.com, the website, and of course, cabinminutecast on all the socials. And... um, 
yeah, we'll see everybody back on Wednesday and uh, we'll invite all y'all to come. What do you say? Back to the cabin, Molly? Back, back, back mm-hmm. to the cabin. Okay. Yes. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Thank you.